Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome once again to Food for the Journey. Today is Monday of the second week of Lent. Have you made a change in your life? Have you offered to God something that you'd rather do or something that isn't good to do? Have you turned to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to change where it's not good Help me to change. Make that your prayer part of Advent or for Lent. God loves you, and he wants you near to him. We'll take a look from reading today of the prophet Daniel, chapter 9, verses 4 to 10. Lord, great and awesome God, you who keep your merciful covenant toward those who love you and observe your commandments. We have sinned, been wicked and done evil. We have rebelled and departed from your commandments and your laws. We have not obeyed your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and all the people of the land. Justice, O Lord, is on your side. We are shamefaced even to this day. We, the men of Judah, the residents of Jerusalem and all Israel, near and far in all the countries to which you have scattered them because of their treachery toward you, O Lord, we are shamefaced like our kings, our princes, and our fathers, for having sinned against you. But yours, O Lord our God, are compassion and forgiveness. Yet we rebel against you and pay no heed to your command, O Lord our God, to live by the law which you gave us through your servants, the prophets. Do you each day, especially during Lent, just saying to the Lord when you wake up in the morning, Lord, what's the most important thing for you? And you say, well, I'm not a priest, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. We all are his children. And the first thing we want to do is turn to him and say, Lord, how can I help you today? And sometimes it's very little. doesn't mean he comes down with a scroll or anything like that. But you get an idea. And if you don't, just do what you think is best to do. God knows you. He knows your mind. He knows everything about you. And he can lead you deeply into him if you follow him. Psalm 79 says this, Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Remember not against us the iniquities of the past. May your compassion quickly come to us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God, our Savior, because of the glory of your name. Deliver us and pardon our sins for your namesake. 
Let the prisoner's sign come before you. With your great power, free those doomed to death. Then we, your people, and the sheep of your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. Through all generations, we will declare your praise. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. You know that? It's true. God can save us, but we need to come to him and ask him to help us to follow him. You don't have to be going around all religious and doing religious things every moment of the day. Many of you have children you're raising. There are all kinds of things that can take us away from the Lord. But just say when you wake up, Lord, be with me today. Help me today. And say the same thing at noon and then evening. That's one way of doing it, to remind yourself, I want to do what the Lord wants me to do. And he doesn't come down with some kind of scroll. The Gospel according to Luke Chapter 6, verses 36 to 38. This is not a long one, so take heed. Jesus said to his disciples, Be merciful as your Father is merciful. Do you offer mercy to people and they've done something to you that's hurt you or been hard? Do you forgive them? Please, brothers and sisters, stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down and overflowing will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. It's quite a statement, brothers and sisters. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. We're so quick to judge. We're so quick to speak against somebody. We get habits out of it. And after a while, we don't have nearly as many friends as we would like to. Good friends, I'm talking about. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging. You will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. I'm repeating this because I really want you to hear it. Give and gifts will be given to you. A good measure packed together, shaken down and overflowing will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. Whatever good you do however kind you are, forgiving to people, 
That's what God wants of us. Think about this. The requirement to be forgiven is to forgive. Think that. Don't just say to God, forgive me. Turn to the person that you've hurt and say, will you please forgive me? It's a hard sentence to get out sometimes. But do it. God will hear you. And he'll take you in and lead you the way he wants you to go. There was a man by the name of, he's now a blessed, blessed Franz Jugoseder. He was an Austrian farmer, husband and father who was executed for refusing to serve in the Nazi army. Really want to encourage you, if you can, to see the movie A Hidden Life. I think it will be very, very good for you. You see, brothers and sisters, why has God created us? That we might serve him, love him, and worship him in order to become eternally happy. Is God pleased when we meditate frequently on eternal happiness? It would very much displease God if we were to reflect only a little on heaven. Eternal joy, eternal delight, light without darkness, and everything eternal without end. Think of that. That's what awaits us if we follow him. If we meditate often on all of this, then sacrifice in our lives will become easier. However, heaven was not always open to us. It was close to us because of the sin of the first human being. But God has had mercy on us. God is so compassionate that the greatest sinner need no longer doubt it. Yet we should not take advantage of God's compassion, for death can come to us unexpectedly. The examination of conscience. How have I sinned today in my thoughts, in my words, in my deeds, or by omission? God's love for us human beings is so great that we can never comprehend it with our human understanding. Although we often offend God and even seriously offend him, God stills persistently loves us. Otherwise, God would not time and again forgive us. Could we imagine a greater love? And we have not yet said enough about this love and forgiveness. Christ has even made atonement for our sins. He has freely taken on himself the greatest suffering that a human being could bear. And if that were not enough, Jesus Christ also sacrifices himself countless days every day on our altars in order to reconcile us with the Father. Jesus even offers himself as food 
and wants to come to us sinful human beings. Now we must see our love for our neighbor in relation to God's love of us. Shouldn't we Christians be increasingly like to Christ? Although we shall never be offended so horribly by other human beings as we offend God, we are far in relation to God from forgiving our neighbors. We would never speak ill of our neighbors if we would truly care for them. Therefore, love of our neighbors is the greatest act of gratitude that we can show God for his love. Love is the first thing that God requires of us, and whoever walks in love remains in love, in God, and God in them. What I just read to you came from Blessed Franz Jagerstatter, who is an Austrian farmer, husband, and father, who was executed for refusing to serve in the Nazi army. Can you imagine that? He had a family at home, a good father, and he dies. I just, I just can't believe. And yet it happens, brothers and sisters. Let us do what is good always. Amen. Mercy is at the heart and the center of God's love for us. To help you encounter God's mercy, I want to offer you a free copy of my booklet, Captured by Mercy. To request your copy, call 1-800-282-4789 or go to our website, renewalministries.net slash ffj.